Thanks for calling Fred Chat. Fred Chat. We're philosophical about dumb shit. Two pathetic, despicable human beings. No, 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 it's like hell speak. What have you boys been up to in here? The music, the hustling. We're on a yaper hustle, yaper grind, trying to collect more yaper. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Fried Chat, episode 19. We're nasty 19 in this beat. Yes, I'm going to do a cringy intro almost every time. And no, I'm not going to apologize. My name is Mikey. And my name is Carson. And before we get into anything, we have a lovely message from our sponsor. And just like that, we're back. <laughs> this week, I was actually wearing a Pepsi, uh, a Pepsi shirt, and I had all this idea of me going to look up RC Cola stuff. There is little to no RC Cola merch out there online. I will tell you that. It's hard. And it's hard to come across. <laughs> that commercial. I, I, I typed in RC Cola in YouTube, and RC Cola Bangladesh. I think that was the country. Was the first thing that came up for that. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, RC sent us that footage. Like oh. they they sent that specially to us. And what I'm confused about is why they won't send us, you know, shirts and stuff. I mean, you think they would send their influencers merch so that we could uh, properly promote their product, but I don't know. I'm waiting for that woke, uh, not woke, excuse me, RVA Podcast Collective X RC Cola shirt. That's going to be dope. <laughs> Streetwear. But anyways, let's hop into story time. I'm in charge of story time this week, and this story time is more of a positive one, so to say. It's how I figured out how I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And essentially, it was on an LSD trip. I have been an avid LSD user in my life. I don't really use it anymore. I feel like I've learned a lot and learned really what I need to learn. And there is a saying with LSD is once you get the, once you get the message, hang up the phone. Meaning like once you, once you get it, so to say, whether that be enlightenment or, <laughs> or just like a, a message then you just stop doing it. And, you know, I've gotten that message and I'm, I don't need to do that anymore. But either way, let me hop into this. I was about 2015, 2016. I was 17, 16 years old, 17 or I was 17, maybe 16. Either way, I was going to a concert with some friends. Uh, Logic and g Easy didn't really like any of them, to be honest with you. I didn't even know any of their music, but went anyways because it was lit. And I was with a girl that I like really fucking liked at the time. Oh my god, I, I fucking, I had the biggest crush on this girl for like years and years and years. And we actually still Snapchat to this day. And she's actually like calling me cute and shit. And she's like, ooh. And I, either way, you had a crush on her even though she liked Logic and g Easy. Logic's lit. g Easy's kind of lit. I mean. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, continue, they're continue. All, they're alright, they're good They're good artists, I'm not gonna bash them I mean, Logic's kinda getting old With his uh, biracial shit, but I mean, it's a good message He's but, retired but, <laughs> Is he? Yeah Okay, well that's besides the point, I didn't yeah. know that We yeah. can delve into that maybe or not later, or after the call But, um So we got there, I uh, I had some tabs I think, I, I don't think I gave Julia one Oh, I might cut that out. Whatever, Julie. If you're watching this, fuck yeah. But I know I did one for sure. I don't know if I gave anyone else one or not. But I was I dropped the tab and we got to the venue. It was about five or six p.m. Four when I four when I dropped. Five or six p.m. when the venue started. And it was a it was a fun time. It was it was fine. Like I wasn't really tripping the whole time. Like like I had I was smoking blunts and joints like that were peeking past me and like. I was kind of seeing like tracers, but there was, I didn't feel the acid. I didn't see any visuals. I was just like chilling. It was like, I was kind of high, but a little bit higher, like a little more intense. Right. And so, yeah, it was like, we're cool. We're cool. And like, and so the concert's over, nothing too special. 
uh, Ju Julia started dancing with other people and I got mad. But I didn't get mad. I was just like, I was just kind of blown. I was like, hmm. But anyway, um, so me, Julia, and our other friend, C, uh, we were driving home. I think C, uh, C had driven us there, so he, drove, he, he was in charge of driving us home too. But uh, after that, after the concert, we went to our smoke spot in a, a little pavilion area on a bike trail. I'm getting real specific with that, aren't I? But anyways, um, I whipped out some weed. And I started packing Jeebs. Gravity bongs for me. And I don't know if anyone else smoked, but I know I smoked. And after the first hit, I fucking... Like a rush, like a, a wave, like a truck, like a, like a baseball bat just smacked me in the head. Like Derek Jeter just hit a line drive. My head is the baseball. And just these visuals just flooded my vision. And it was so crazy. Because it's just like, I was, I was literally not tripping before this. And it had already been like three or four or five hours after I dropped. And so for it to like kick in right then and there was crazy. And so I was like, all right. And I took a second jeep and I was like, whoa. <laughs> a lot more just hit me like right then and there. <laughs> and it was getting really intense. <laughs> and then I took the third hit. And oh my fucking God. God, like, this is where I started happening was, it hit me like a truck, and then uh, C and Julia both, like, put their heads down, and if you're on the YouTube video, you can see what I'm talking about, they put their heads down, and I was just, like, looking at them, like, what are you guys doing, and, like, I had this feeling, like, oh, God, like, I know what this is, and it was, like, the start of a bad trip because I've had a really, 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 my second LSD trip was my most intense experience of my life. I can wholeheartedly say that it was the single most intense experience of my life and it was a bad trip. And I believe that bad trips happen when you can't let go. I don't know if you can understand this audience, but LSD is a very complex drug and there's a, I, there's a, there's a, there's a whole thing of letting go. I have it tattooed on my arm, meaning you let go of like, your concept of reality you just let go of like there's also an, there's whatever. also an element of set and setting which is a big part of lsd uh you want to be able to control the t place and uh variables of the situation and if you can't there's a higher chance that you're going to have a bad trip there yeah well fucking took the words right out of my mouth carson took the words that weren't even there but well said thank you for that and so I had this feeling like my second trip, like I, I need to get up and just run and go and run away and just go and dart and just peace out. And so I got up and I started like walking on the bike trail. But then uh, Julia and C started grabbing me and they're like, they're holding on to me and they're gripping me like death grip type shit. Like they're like, Mikey, you know what you need to do. You just need to let go. And on my second trip, I was just trying to control it. I was holding on to something. I wasn't just. I was just not letting the experience take me away on that second trip. But this trip, I had realized, oh, my God, I was holding on. I wasn't letting the experience happen on my second trip. So this trip, I just kind of like melt. I let I just literally let my body loose, surrendered myself to the experience. And then I just went into this place of nirvana and euphoria, this ultimate place of no time and this infinite, eternal infinite and I was nothing, but I was one with everything. And there was just this voice. And it was like, there is no point to life. You know that, right? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, well, what is that? And he's like, well, that's the beauty of it. Like, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> the point of, like, life is what you give meaning to it. If you want to do music, do music. If you want to be a filmmaker, be a filmmaker. If you want to be a writer, be a writer. And it was, it was so settling. It was so, it just felt so right. It felt so amazing to know that, that there was no point to life than the point you make for it. Right. And you got something to say? You said, right? Yeah, I just said, it was just beautiful. It was so fucking beautiful. And this oneness, like I went to Catholic school my whole life and I was learning about like this thing called Eros and Agape, meaning infinite sexual love and infinite, like, like, um, infinite platonic love with God and how God is infinite. And because of that trip, 
I like had a firm grasp of what those concepts actually were. I, I, I thought I knew, and I still think I know what infinite love is and what infinite, what infinite is. And like, I mean, yeah, it was a drug, but like that was one of the most intense experiences of my life. And it was one of the most meaningful moments I've ever had in my life. And so when I came back, like, I was like, oh, oh my God, I lifted my head up and I was like, and I was like, guys, we should just go right now. Like, let's just go. Like, come on, please, let's go. Because, like, you know, I was in this state of infinite and I just wanted to like, like, I was like, oh my God, like, because I had been in that state before, but not a happy state of infinite, like a, an infinite hell state when it was my second trip and I was having that bad trip. But this time I came out of it and I was like, I, I want to, I want to leave now. Like I'm done. I'm done with that experience. Like, let's go. But my whole body was just complete orgasm. Like, like, you know, when you have an orgasm and you feel good, but no, like from my fucking crown of my head to the tips of my toes, I was in complete and utter nirvana and orgasm. My body was just, I don't even know like how else to describe it besides like every single centimeter of my body experienced an orgasm. And I just literally felt wet too. Like my pants felt like wet as fuck. <laughs> like I just came in my pants, even though I didn't. But either way, and then so like we, that was that was the night. We we got at, we got there, and I told uh, C and Julia what happened, and they're like, "Whoa!" And apparently, I had only gone down. Like I told you guys, my head went, their heads went down, like this. But in reality, my head had dropped for like. Half a second to a second to three seconds. Yeah, your concept of time gets really, um, gets really fuzzy. I was there for an infinite amount of time, yet in reality, it was only a few seconds. And that is just so fucking baffling how I could experience all of that in literally no time. And at that time, at that moment, that's when I knew I wanted to do music. And I just, my purpose, the purpose of my life wasn't for me anymore. It was for others to spread happiness and to spread kindness and to spread love. And I knew that I had had this, I had this message that I had to do something with it. And so that's when I decided like I need to do this. I mean, obviously I do things cause I love them and I do things for myself, but like ultimately this life isn't mine. It's, it's for others. And that's when I just knew I wanted to do music and I wanted to spread happiness because well, the, the, when I did realize I wanted to do music was I was actually 14 at my first concert and I was looking left and I was looking right and I was, I was high and I just saw everybody and everyone was so fucking happy and like, like I was like, if I could make people happy like this and just bring people together and just have this complete beautiful time of just people forgetting everything and just being in the moment and just dancing and losing themselves, that's what I want to do. And that trip right. just solidified that a million percent. and. I have not been the same since much like I haven't been the same after a lot of my acid trips, but it was such a powerful experience and I am very thankful for that. And that was the story of my sixth trip. The um, crazy thing about acid is it, it's a myth that you have five senses, the, the senses that we all know, uh, taste, touch, smell, uh, feeling and, um, and, and sight you actually have more like 13 senses, including balance, time, and depth. And acid alters just about every single one of them. Um, time <laughs> at the most extreme. So your sense of time is just completely warped. You can, you can experience uh, a, a couple seconds as a couple hours or even years, or you can experience an hour as a couple of seconds. It's just, it's totally up in the air at that point. And it's so crazy. It, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I, a couple years ago, just the person I was, I was very judgmental. And whenever people told me something that I didn't necessarily buy, I don't have a better way to put it, I would uh, consider it stupid or I'd say that's a dumb way to look at it. And honestly, I don't think acid is a, um, I don't think it's some sort of uh, psychological breakthrough um, that that a, that a person necessarily has on it. it. It totally depends on who you are. 
I, I don't think it's it's some sort of miracle drug that people should take in order to find themselves. Uh, I think it can be that it can be a um, a gateway to finding that uh, type. And of- it it one hundred percent was and is for me, and I mean it's done so much for me. But yeah, that's that's the thing is I've started to realize more recently in my life that even though I don't personally connect with that ideology, it doesn't mean it's false. Um, the The whole thing about belief is that belief is true, but it, it's not false just because it's might be false or it might be, you, you, you can't fact check it. Um, there are very l- few things that we as human beings can know and establish as fact. So when somebody says that God is real, they believe in their hearts that God is real, then God is real. God is real to that person. And just because I personally don't believe God is real doesn't mean that God isn't real because they believe it. Their belief is far more important in that case than what the actual case is because we couldn't know. So if somebody believes ghosts are real or somebody believes that chakras are real or somebody believes that aliens or um, LSD can can cure your depression, all these things, uh, just because I I I am a skeptic about a lot of those um, a, a lot of those concepts doesn't necessarily mean that they're false because if somebody believes them that's far more important than the actual truth of the matter because who knows that's some beautiful growth Carson and a great point I have been open like that for a while now you know never trying never to judge anybody for their beliefs and just you know accepting it you don't have, always have to agree with it but just okay like that's your belief and that's cool that's great you know. Yeah. You also said oh, uh, you also said they grabbed you with a death grip, and um, <laughs> I just I don't know that I, I kind of giggled for a second there because death grips is a band if you're not familiar um, audience, but it's also a term that uh, refers to a a condition where a man who excessively masturbates develops calluses on his penis where <laughs> it becomes numb. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know how death gripply they I, they were gripping tight, and I know the more I resisted, I think the more they started gripping. But hopefully, I don't get calluses on my dick, nor do you. I actually stopped doing that kind of a lot. But either way, dude, I told my fucking. So I had this priest in junior year of high school, and so that concert was summer going into junior year, or maybe it was going to senior year. No, it was going into junior year, and um, so this guy like literally like kindergarten through tenth grade was like. of my theology learning and then junior year and senior year was like 99% of my theology like learning and that man father Bernetti has opened he opened my heart and my mind so much in the in the aspects of Catholicism and I I I literally sat with him cried in front of him and told him the whole experience and he was like he's Italian by the way he's like Michael that is great he's like now we must learn to find these things without the drugs and I'm like I fucking know father I don't need the drugs to feel this shit but I, I just, I literally love that guy. I hope he's doing well. It was so, like, it was just a lot for me to tell like a fucking priest that I literally felt Eros. I'm like, father, I know what Eros and Agape is because I felt it on LSD. Like, oh my God. Like, this is why you're a fucking priest, isn't it? <laughs> 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 I, I always thought it was strange. Back in college, uh, Mikey and I did a lot of things together. We did a lot of drugs together. And... <laughs> Um, Mikey was actually, um, was the first person I ever took anything like that with at college. It was maybe our first week there and you gave, you sold me a tab of acid. I placed a tab of acid on your tongue. On my tongue. Yes. And I have a picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, yes, you do. I've seen that picture. And <laughs> it was, it was so bizarre to me because I barely knew this guy and he was just like, he was doing this. I, I felt at the time I was like, he's doing this for me. This is crazy. Like the amount of kindness that uh, that he's just bestowing upon to me for seemingly no reason, and I don't know, man. I I always thought it was weird after that that you didn't want to trip because I we would have opportunities to do acid. Like people would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm selling acid or whatever." Uh, people would have it, and I always wanted to do it whenever. I was so down to do it just all the time. And whenever I'd asked you about it, you'd say, no, no, Lucy's not calling me. And I, I really couldn't grasp that for a long time because I, I, I thought, dude, you like acid. I like acid. Let's do some fucking drugs. Um, but you you were much more um, 
cautious about it because you had a uh, you had experiences on it that you you felt very deeply about and i just i've never really had that i've had really life altering experiences on acid but uh looking back on them in hindsight i like i'm i'm way too overcritical of things like that to have it uh really impact me in any sort of major way like it all acid has ever done for me in a positive sense is make me a more caring and um you know emotionally connected person but nothing nothing really too crazy <laughs> no that's you kind of almost say that like that's nothing but like that is something that's something big you know <laughs> yeah oh, it just, well, it, it, just it just reminded me <laughs> it reminded me not to be selfish because i was i was a selfish person and it reminded me that you know we are connected we are as human beings one being at the end of the day we are one single organism or we came from one single organism whether you believe in religion or science that uh, that's across the board for both of those theories of how the world began is that we started from a single organism so uh, however you boil it down we are all one and i know that sounds like some hippy dippy shit but that's just i it's what i believe and i believe to be the facts of the matter no matter what uh, theology or theories you believe in as do i and it's cool that we can get to the same conclusion different i mean the same ways and different ways you know yeah like, yeah we're we're all one because god is with us all we are all one because we all came from one thing one singular cell type shit yeah um i'll definitely get into those trips the second trip later on but yeah i definitely was not ready like i am a firm believer that lucy does call you and there's a certain time and a place where you're supposed to pick up the phone. Those experiences. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when she's calling, you just got to pick up <laughs> and she'll tell you something, something crazy. Uh, oh my goodness. But yeah, acid's definitely been crazy for me. A great experience, a life changing experience. Like I said earlier, you know what else but, is a great experience? What? The next segment. Oh, shit. <laughs> what would that segment be Carson? Our next segment is The Bro Down. The Bro Down is a weekly segment that we're going to start doing where we go back and forth every week and play different games. We ask each other questions, whether it be trivia or um, inquisitive knowledge, whatever. And this week, Mikey is the proctor of The Bro Down and I am the contestant. So Mikey, why don't you tell us about the game you got prepared? I just ran to get my costume that I didn't even realize I was going to wear until now. But our game is The Riddler. And I am The Riddler. Okay. The Riddler, Riddler, yes I am. It's like a self-titled game. Like ass man. It's named after the guy who is... Do oh, okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, fuck that Riddler from Batman. If there's a Riddler from Batman, I never watched Batman. I just put my fucking rainbow bow tie on. So now I'm The Riddler. Hello, Carson. Welcome to the Riddler game. <laughs> in this, in this, in this segment of Broad Down, you will be faced with a numerous amount of riddles, varying from easy to extremely challenging, and you will be tasked to solve them in a timely manner for 45 seconds. Okay. Maybe a minute. Uh, just one question. Um, yes. Are you going to be doing that voice the whole time? <laughs> I could if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I might. Just, I'll do it for one. All right, All right Carson. Okay, so what's going on here? How many How many are these and how many so do I have to get right? So there are 10 questions and a bonus question. Okay. Um, get seven. I, I, didn't, I thought of the game and I didn't think of any rewards or penalties. We don't, we don't gotta be rewards. The, 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 the reward of victory is enough. All right, get seven... <laughs> Get seven to win. Oh, should I do eight? Seven eight out of eleven. Win. Seven out of eleven for riddles. That's. I think that's pretty fair. Right, seven out of ten to win, and then if you get only five, but you get the bonus right, you win too. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I said, they're varying from easy to difficult as hell, and there's eleven. Okay. Are you ready? Go for it. Riddle one. What do you get if you milk a cow after an earthquake? Um, like, is it, is it cheese? Is it just cheese? 
I'm gonna ask you one more time. Mm-hmm. What do you get if you milk a cow after an earthquake? Is it anything to do with cheese? Cheese makes the most no. sense. No. Cottage cheese? Uh, um Nope. Yeah, I think you're overthinking this one. What do you get if you milk? I th- I think you're done. One more answer? Uh no, you're you're done. What? Okay, what okay, is you- it? Well, okay, do you want to have another answer? No, that's not how this works. What is it? What is it? it? it a milkshake. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that was actually the easiest one. These aren't riddles, these eyes. are puns. That's a riddle. I got it off the riddle website. <laughs> Alrighty. Alright. Next riddle. Because cause, cause you the cow shakes from the earthquake. Hey, my Tyler shirt too. You my earthquake. We make a milkshake. <laughs> this right, is bullshit. Num- I fucking hate riddles. That's why I chose this. Part of the reason why. <laughs> Number two, a man dies of old age on his twenty-fifth birthday. How is this possible? Born on a leap year. Ding ding ding. Correct, Carson. Nicely done. Nicely done. Question three. What question can you never answer yes to? I think I've heard this one. I'll give you a hint. If you are need to. are you uh, are you sleeping? Go oh, correct, Carson. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> nicely done. Nicely done. All right, all right. If you can answer the easy ones, except the easiest. Let's step up the notch into our medium difficulty. The easy medium difficulty. Okay. A woman shoots her husband, then holds him underwater for five minutes. Next, she hangs him. Right after, they enjoy a lovely dinner. Please explain what happened. How was all this possible? A woman shoots her husband, holds him underwater for five minutes, and then hangs them after they just had a lovely dinner. Well, they have a lovely dinner right after. Oh, they have a lovely dinner afterwards. Yes. Yes, Cos. Is her... Is her husband being eaten? Is this like a cannibalism thing? No. Okay, okay. That was my first thought. Um, Would you like a hint? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I need a hint on this one. It is definitely up your alley of things you do, as in, it's it's relates to things that you personally do a lot or have done a lot. But maybe oh, not this. Oh, oh, oh! She's taking photographs of her husband. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I thought that was going to be more of a. I thought you might be answer, to be able to answer that very well because um, I was I was thinking morbid. I was just in a morbid state well, of mind. Yeah, that's why riddles fucking suck sometimes because you're just like, well, I would have never fucking thought of that, you know. <laughs> 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 All right, question five. There are two ducks in front of two other. Du- oh yes, get ready, get your brain working for this one because this one's kind of wordy. There are two ducks in front of two other ducks. There are two ducks behind two other ducks. There are two ducks besides two other ducks. How many ducks are there? Okay, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can read it again if you'd like. Yeah. There are two ducks in front of two other ducks. There are two ducks behind two other ducks. There are two ducks besides two other ducks. How many ducks are there? Twelve. Incorrect. There are only four. Because they are in a square. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, Do you get right. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Audience, honestly, pause this podcast too if you want some extra time to answer this because, like, we're going through them kind of quick. I'm already on question five. Um. So, yeah, if you just want some extra time to answer that, Definitely pause because I, for one, am terrible at riddles and I'm just fucking terrible at them. Okay, 
Alright. Question six. Mm-hmm. They have not flesh, nor feathers, nor scales, nor bone. Yet they have fingers and thumbs of their own. What are they? Neither for they have flesh, nor not scales. flesh, no, no feathers, no scales, no bone. Yet they have fingers and thumbs. What are they? Okay. Um. Thumbs. Thumbs is throwing me now. Because, uh, like, a lot of times it's something like, oh, a clock. You know, it just like. Yeah. 30 uh, seconds in, by the way. Oh, fuck me. I'll give um, you a minute. Oh, 45. Finger. Would you like a hint? Yeah. Ah, that does. I, I mean, fuck. Uh, no, there's no hints for this one. Just think. What has fingers and a thumb, but no flesh and feathers, scales, nor bone? All right. I think it's time for your final answer. I got nothing. I, I have no idea. It is a glove. God damn it! I'm hit. God damn it, dude! Fuck! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> fuck riddles, am I right? Dude, fuck riddles, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm the riddler, so I love riddles. All right. Question seven. I love how you're going in and out of the voice now. <laughs> All right. All right, Carson. I have cities, but no houses. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? And as, like I said, as we progress through these questions, they do get exponentially harder. And we are on question seven. Again, I have cities, but no house. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? Like a map? Please stop knocking on my door. <laughs> yes, a map? A map, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, okay, yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. That one's pretty straightforward. Yeah. There you go, Carson. Well, I, yeah, I go out of voice when you get it right, because um, I am... Just because. All right. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> just because. All right, yeah. Number eight. What is seen in the middle of March and April that you can't see in the beginning or the end of either month? Again, what is seen in the middle of March and April that can't be seen at the beginning or end of either month. Um, a full moon? No. Is it something with the moon? No. It is... The letter R. <laughs> oh, Kiasen. You're, you're, you're lucky we're doing this from a distance. <laughs> you bloody old chap, you. Because I would have fucking oh. strangled you by now. Fuck this, man. Think outside the box, Carson. Think outside. Think, think bigger. It's not just one tree. It's not one tree. It's not individual trees that make up the forest, but the forest is a collective that makes it all the forest. Don't you understand? Is that oh, another right. riddle? Fuck. No, no. no. <laughs> Question nine. The more you take, the more I leave behind. What am I? And there's actually, I, there are two acceptable answers for this question, so I will take either one, because I saw two different answers from two different sources. Carson. The more, the more you take, wait, wait, say it again. The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? A 
wishing well. <laughs> I don't know. No. That, that was that was just a kind of a. Um, where are you? All right, I'll give you a hint for this. Actually, think for a little moment longer. I'm patient. Okay. The more. Okay. So the more you take, the more you leave behind. The more you take, the more you leave behind. Oh man. Um. This is a rather difficult one. Yeah, if I could I get a hint for this one, I have no fucking idea. For one of the answers, you're not actually taking anything physical. Well, yeah, I know More that. So. Um, <laughs> I kind of assumed that. I kind of assumed it was something like time, you know. Yeah. Am I in the right ballpark with that? Mm, not really. It has to do with your body. Oh, you take... 14, 13, 12. Oh, you take... Food? No. I mean, because that's hilarious. Are you ready? Because you, you leave it behind because it comes at your ass. <laughs> the more you take... I actually... I mean, come on. I that like that, That's a better answer than probably both of the other answers. The There's a riddle I saw online. It was like... Oh, uh, the more, the more you... I fucking forget it, but I'll not fuck it. But the answer for this one is... Either footprints or fingerprints. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like Alrighty. that. I know you don't. Number 10, this is a more literal, literal, liter li literature question. What word in English, excuse me, what word in the English language does not, does, excuse me, what word in the English language does the following? The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great, while the entire word signifies a great woman. What is this word? What? Um. Think. Get a pen and paper. Use your phone. Do something. What Think. the fuck? Wait, what wait, word wait. in what yeah, word in the English language does the following? Mm -hmm. The first two letters signify a male. The first three letters signify a female. The first four letters signify a great. While the entire word signifies a great woman. It is all one word that has all of these meanings. That can have, contain all of these, like I just said. The first two letters, the first three letters, the first four letters, and the entire word signify all different things. If you chop them up like that. If you leave out the other words. Wait, the first four letters signify what? A great, like a great person. Okay, because I'm getting... Uh, I'm getting like she for the first part of the word, right? No. What? Um... So I was thinking, like, she, he, because he would signal. Wait, is it like Mr. Mrs.? Is that a. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. It's all one word. That, no, um, I, I, that I'm makes just, sense. I'm trying to, like, get the. take it one letter at a time. If I give you the first letter, you might get it. Okay, yeah, give me the first letter. But how do we signify if that's right or wrong? Is my. It's my concern. Alright. The first letter is H. Okay, so it's he, her? Mm, I think... Ah, that's too much. I can't give you no hints. Fuck that. What? what? Okay, wait. No, hang, on. hang on. Hang I, on. I, Try to solve it. H you're telling is the me first letter. I did, I did he, she... And I was, and you were like, no, but he, her is correct. And you didn't even, That's you didn't different. even flinch on that. I was, I'm, I was getting so close. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Continue. Okay. So it's her. Starts with her. First four signify great. So, um, hmm. That's interesting. 
Bird? No. Where's the bird? Um, I'm going through literally the whole alphabet right now. <laughs> I'm tallying. I'm tallying up the answers. I have no idea. I have no. I. I can't. I don't know. You're gonna fucking. You're gonna fucking. You're gonna be so angry when you hear this. You ready? Mm hmm. Heroin. <laughs> hero. Fucking hero. <laughs> Alrighty, Carson. I will give you the bonus. And it will be for all the marbles. Okay? Okay. Screw everything. Alright. And you will literally have 30 to 45 seconds with no help. Okay. 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 Bonus. I will turn polar bears white. Or I turn polar bears white. And I will make you cry. I have I make guys have to pee and girls comb their hair. I make celebrities look stupid and normal people look like celebrities. I turn pancakes brown and you make your champ and make your champagne bubble. If you squeeze me, I'll pop. If you look at me, I'll you'll pop. Can you answer this riddle? Honestly, screw the polar bear line. I don't really get that. So, I will make you cry. I make guys have to pee. And girls comb their hair. I make celebrities look stupid. And normal people look like celebrities. I turn pancakes brown. And make your champagne bubble. If you squeeze me, I'll pop. If you look at me, you'll pop. Can you answer this riddle? Like something with water? Um, nope. Like liquid? Is it some liquid? Nope. Is it have to do with light? Nope. Like the sun? Um, make up. What makes guys have to pee besides water? Think bigger. Like, don't think. Alright. I know I said I want to give you a hint. I don't know why I always go back to my word. It's not an actual thing. You'll, you'll get it. It's not a physical thing. You can't hold it. Okay, okay. See, we're taking up a lot of time with this segment, I'm realizing, which is not a bad thing. I'm making... I make guys have to be... And girls... On the... Ten. Alcohol. Nine, eight. Um, seven. Six. Five. Four. Your brain. Three, the internet. Two. Um. One. It's is pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the Riddler wins this one. <laughs> and that's a score for Mikey in the books. So I, quit. I, I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit this podcast. I quit. I fucking hate Riddler. <laughs> you do not quit. Hopefully, God maybe. Damn if you want it, to, dude. There Fuck. you go. Yeah, no riddles are tough. Riddles are tough. I'll say that. I thought the milkshake one you would have hundred percent gotten, but it looks like you need to go back to first grade. Poopy Fuck diver, you! Baby. That that one doesn't even make sense. That's a pun. <laughs> That's not a riddle. Okay, che but, okay. Cheese would be the correct answer if you were going by riddle standards. No. Yes, because milkshake. that. Milkshake. I, it wouldn't be shit. It's you said after an earthquake, then it's just milk. Okay, whatever. You still lost. <laughs> and you what need you other elements to make a milkshake. You need ice cream to make a milkshake. What are you? What are you saying what? that earthquakes? In the in case of earthquakes, cows are just putting <laughs> throwing ice cream in their udders. <laughs> no, I'm saying that you got that question wrong. Alright, some questions that really seem more open than other, I will admit that, but what did you think of that segment, Carson? I, I'm fucking angry. I'm angry. <laughs> like ay, ay, ay. 
Well, thank you for playing. Thank you for putting up with me and putting up with that patience. I've, I, I was looking at riddles for like at least an hour or so last night, hour and a half. Just looking for the best ones that like you would stump you, but maybe not stump you. Like I wanted to make sure you got some right, but also like some really thinking ones. And honestly, like when I'm in front of the computer looking at the riddles, like my brain just does not work. It's just like let me show me the answer. <laughs> yeah, I. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, right. I think a couple of those, especially early on, I could have got if I had more time, but some of them, I just, there's no way. Like, the glove one, I think I would have eventually gotten if I had more time. Yeah, we don't have all day with that game, but thank you for playing, Carson. Oh my goodness. Yeah, fuck riddles. Like fuck I just said riddles, five times. <laughs> uh, we used to tell so, riddles to each other on, on um, hiking trips, because I, I used to go on what? hiking, like backpacking trips back in the day. And you'd spend like you you hike like fifteen twenty miles in a day, so you'd like you'd be just walking for nine hours straight, and you I mean you could sing songs, you could do all those things. You you did literally everything under the sun um, to kind of like make conversation and pass time. But that was a big one was riddles because they take forever. So you know you could be stuck on one for like two three hours. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Cause they, they, well said. Cause they really don't come to your mind sometimes. You really gotta sit on them sometimes. Yeah, but we we did more like long form riddles where it was like a, a whole story, and you had to kind of like it was like solving a mystery. Ah, uh, that gives me summer camp vibes right there. Definitely mm-hmm. gives me summer camp vibes. Mm. So, um, if you the audience, uh, tally up what you got, audience. Let us know in the comments. DM us, text us, RVA Podcast Collective. But hopping into what I want to talk about next, if you live under a rock much like myself, this might be good for you. It is going to be a short this week weekly news rundown. Real quick, I'm going to go over some shit. So, Carson and viewers, Japan built a 60-foot robot this week. Police in Vietnam catch a Vietnamese woman trying to sell 300,000 used condoms. <laughs> Okay. Not sure why. Uh, NASA plans to send a woman to space uh, to the moon by 2024. Um, the U.S. surpasses over 200,000 COVID cases, COVID deaths, excuse me. California is to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. And Breonna Taylor's trial happened, and she, the cops were not charged for any murder. But yeah. Just wanted to glaze over that because I do live under a rock sometimes and I don't know that things happen and sometimes I just like to catch up with what's going on in the world. Not necessarily negative or positive things. I, I like how you're like, hey, I got to give you all the news. So you really got to hear about this like Vietnamese lady who sold a bunch of condoms. <laughs> well, that's so random. Why did she do that? I, I, saw the, I saw the story. It was, it was used condoms. She was like taking used condoms and reselling them to make money. Of course, to make money. Yes. Anything for a profit, baby. I mean, it would make sense to, like, sell a rapper's condom or, like, a famous person's condom, you know? Yeah, well, because that, that could potentially be holding some very valuable genetic information. G-Eazy's even rapped about it. Hmm. I, well, who was that? Was Bikram? It was uh, the guy that, like, the yoga guy that got in all that trouble because he was a bad person. He uh, He said that, like, women would pay a million dollars for one drop of my sperm. I have never heard that. I've heard that Gandhi was a fucking woman hitter, but Vikram, the only Vikram I know is from The Office when Michael Scott leaves his job and or gets a second job. That's Vikram. Yeah. Didn't you say that? Uh, Bikram with a B. <laughs> yeah, the, the yoga guy. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you know, I want to talk about my personal growth that I've been doing lately. I don't know how much time we have to get into that. Got a good 10 minutes. Yeah. Do you mind? Viewers, do you mind? Go ahead. Well, I will say lately, guys, uh, you were saying earlier how like LSD taught you how to be a nicer person and this and that and the other. Um, I've just been having this journey lately. It's been about two or three months. And Carson can attest to what's happened to me. Like two or three months ago, Four months ago, like four months ago and previous, I had always been a person of just like absolute like hyping people up, like 
genuinely like, oh, Carson, you look awesome today. Like, oh, Gabby, you look amazing. Oh, Haley, you look beautiful. And then like about two or three months ago, I had just stopped like doing that. Like, like I had this thing in my body where if I said like, oh, you look beautiful over Snapchat, like I, I, I swiped up and replied to somebody. I'd have this feeling of like regret. And I was like, I would delete the Snapchat and say, oh, you look cute. No, I meant to say you look nice. Like I would just, it was this form of social anxiety that was just so whack. And I never understood it. And I had said it to Carson too, a couple times. Like there were some instances and you remember that Carson, don't you? Mm-hmm. It was weird. And so, yeah, it was, that was one example. Like, or I'd say to some friends like, oh, I love you. And then I'd be like, I'd be stuck on that thought for the rest of the day. Like, oh, do I actually love them? Like, I shouldn't say that. And so I stopped being like that for like months, for a couple months. And I had no clue why. Like, I just, I boiled it down to being some form of social anxiety that I developed. But I had never been an anxious person. But I had gotten, I've I've been getting better lately. Like, it's not the case anymore. Like, sometimes, very, very rarely I'll dwell on things like that nowadays. Like, even saying good morning to my coworkers, I would stop saying good morning to them. Because, like, objectively, it's not a good morning. It's just a morning. That was my mindset. And I can't say good morning. Like, it was so weird. Doesn't that sound weird? I mean, it doesn't sound weird to me just because that's, I'm still very much in that state of mind a lot of the time where, but like, I I don't want to, I don't want to comment on anybody's anything, whether that be positive or negative. I don't like thanking people. It's, that's a mental block I've had for a very long time is I don't like saying thank you when people do nice things for me because I feel like it's some form of, um, uh, just like, you know, social trickery. Like, well, I have to say thank you because this person did something for me. Well, well, why do I have to? Like, who's like, why am I being forced to into this spot where I have to say this thing, you know? And so I don't like, it's not that I'm not grateful, but it's, but I also don't like when people say thank you to me, you know, when I do something for somebody, somebody's like, oh, thank you very much. I'm like, please do not mention it. Like, I seriously mean, don't mention it because I don't want that type of social pressure, even though it's nothing, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous i i completely understand what you're saying where you know you you kind of overanalyze your own language that's some great input i didn't even know you felt that way really like to that extent um yeah no but i mean i'm not gonna i take back saying it's weird it just was what it was and it was so fucking horrible for me because like literally if i said good morning to somebody it would be on my mind for hours until I said, until I went up to them and said, look, I have this thing where I, I say things and then sometimes I don't mean them. And then like, I always have to tell the truth and I, I have to just, I, I want to say not good morning. Like, and then be like, most people would be like, oh no, you're fine. Like, it's all good. Cool. It's okay. Like, but literally it would eat me up and it, I hated it. I yeah. hate it. Like it sucked. I went from this person to just like spreading love and happiness. And then I was like, Psh-. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to say anything because I'm scared. It's going to, linger it's gonna have a lasting effect on my day and linger throughout the day and it's gonna be the only thing i think about but no i'm very glad to say that i'm coming out of that very much so i think i think a lot of people have that as a um as an anxiety that that's a big part of what social anxiety is i've struggled a lot with social anxiety in my life and overanalyzing situations whether it be just the words i said the actions i took you know kind of looking way too much in the past and not living in the present looking too far in the past too far into the future and both of those are horrible because if you think too much about the past then you're dwelling and if you um worry too much about the future then you are just you're, you're worrying you know you're you become paranoid you know so either way it, it just leads to some sort of bad emotion and i, I I don't know, man. I've struggled with that for a very, very long time, especially when it comes to the past. You know, I, I think a lot of people can relate to this, that you're in the shower and you just start thinking about like that thing you said to that girl when you were uh, 11 years old and you just start trying to like <laughs> fucking like get that memory out of your head. You start singing the Star Spangled Banner really loud so that <laughs> so that you don't think about it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Excuse me, sorry. I'm not sorry, but pardon me. Um, it was definitely an experience that I had that like shed some, some, some light on mental health for me. You know, yeah. Like I've never really been an anxious person in my life, and it's it's humbling to experience that for for months. 
for, for, for literally months, for a couple months. And I never felt anything like that. And I was just like, wow. And you know, mental health is no joke. Like I was very, I was, I was always questioning, like, should I just go to a doctor? Like literally what is going on with me? Like, why am I like this? <sighs> but I'm, I'm just very glad it's, it's, it's gone. And it's just, you know, if you have some form of mental illness or something like that. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's different too. You know, everybody's got their own shit going on. They try to put it into boxes and label it. You yeah. have bipolar, you have social anxiety, you have um, severe depression. And there are, uh, there are reasons for why you would do that so that you could be medicated or you could be um, counseled or whatever. But at the end of the day, everybody's got a random grab bag of emotions and thoughts and issues. And nobody can really put a label on what's exactly going on in your head. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Doesn't mean you shouldn't try so that you could uh, address it. But you got to just find what works for you. Um, I, I don't, I, I apparently have social anxiety and ADD. That's apparently, according to doctors, what I have. But what I've found that works for me is just what works for me. And that's um, medication. Uh, I take medication every morning and staying busy like keeping myself really busy with tasks whether that be uh school related or cleaning my room or working out just always constantly trying to have something to do because if i ever get to the place where i have three free hours in my day that's going to lead into the next six hours being free hours because i'm not going to get the stuff i need to get done in those uh in those latter three hours because I'm going to be stuck in this, you know, kind of stagnant place that I've put myself in. Well said. Just, yeah, don't put yourself in a box, people. Like, and you don't let your label define you. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a mental illness expert, but I believe sometimes, I believe that you can develop mental illnesses and you can also undevelop them too. And, you know, don't don't dwell on the fact that you have something for forever. Sometimes it's not for forever, you know? Like, sometimes you're not depressed for forever. Obviously, you're not going to be depressed for forever. Mm. Hopefully, you're not going to. No, obviously not. You're, you're not going to because you're just not. And you also have to be okay with the fact that you might have something for the rest of your life. Um, it, it's kind of like alcoholics. Alcoholics uh, accept and understand that they have something wrong with them, not necessarily... Uh, wrong that might not be the right word to use but they have something in their brain that does not allow them to consume alcohol or else they'll go down a really bad path and if you have something with your brain and you've been able to identify it and work on it then you it's not a bad thing to accept this is who i am and i'm okay with who i am and i'm okay with taking the steps to make my life better for me even though I have this, this roadblock, you know, those roadblocks can make you stronger and accepting Definitely. those roadblocks into your life and accepting that they can make you a better person that can lead to happiness a lot quicker. Definitely. Dang. I say, I say this phrase a lot, but dude, well said. Personal growth is a journey. It's, it's not an overnight thing, people, you know? Yeah. I have been doing some physical activity, but I'll save that for a latter episode. I look at the clock, and we are coming to the one-hour mark. Carson, can mm -hmm. I tell you what time it is? I, I, what time is it? I, I, hold up. I think it's the um, booty popping. Hmm? Drop topping. What? Pop blocking. Okay. Rock chop chock chugging <laughs> song of the week you know it's funny we can't think of more rhymes why can we not there's definitely more shit that rhymes but we I just had an idea that i would write the whole list down and it would just go for like at, at some point we'll just have like a literal minute of just <laughs> continuous rhymes <laughs> Because <laughs> I tried last week and I just literally couldn't think of anything. Um, yeah, I was listening to that like yesterday and I was like, I laughed. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, uh, my song of the week this week that I've chosen, I had two that were in contention, both by uh, Mr. Aesop Rock. Uh, 
one by his group that he's a part of his duo hail mary milan um a song is called whales it's probably their most popular track that's a great one you can check it out definitely it's you know great it's got a lot of bass it's really just you know very bassy and very uh hyped up and pumped up and a, a good short little track to listen to in the car to get you to, to get you through your commute but the track i wanted to talk about today <laughs> was blood sandwich off of his uh, 2016 project the impossible kid and Aesop Rock for a very long time had been a, you know, a poet and kind of a wordsmith. And he'd use those talents to uh, describe abstract concepts and really complicated uh, uh, things. But in this project, in this album, he got more personal than he'd ever really gotten in, in his career before, more autobiographical. And this song is a great example of that where he talks about his relationships with his younger brother and his older brother in two sort of anecdotal stories. One, uh, the opening verse, he talks about a story where his younger brother was playing Little League and he got distracted by a gopher that came out in the outfield and um, his coach got mad because he ended up missing a play. Um, So the coach came out with a bat and killed the gopher in front of all the kids. And it was like a scarring experience for them. And the second story he talks about is he talks about his older brother, who was a punky kid, really into, you know, hardcore punk bands. And uh, that was kind of the vibe he was into, leather pants, Converse shoes. And they were, grew up in a religious household where their mother was not okay with that. And his, uh, his brother wanted to go see this band. And his mom was like, absolutely no way and kind of just suppressing the things that he liked because he thought that they were evil and that, uh, you know, that there was some angst that grew inside of him because of that. And there's no real, um, there's no real beginning, middle, end to the track. It's just kind of the, him telling you these stories and talking about how he's grown apart from his brothers, uh, as he's gotten older and he wants to reclaim that relationship. It's just a it's a beautiful song, really well told. He's an amazing, amazing storyteller, probably one of the best I've ever heard in music, and uh, and I, you should definitely check it out. Interesting. I've never listened to Aesop Rock. I've only kind of just been like, oh, Aesop Rock. Isn't it funny how Aesop Rock and Aesop Rocky are two different people and they're so similar? But yeah, interesting. That's a that's very um fucking out there. Yeah, you it's know? A, it, it's a that whole album is a phenomenal album um it's arguably his best if you if you talk to real aesop rock fans which i am you know i'm a kind of a a fair weather fan i i really don't know his whole catalog like that but i i love the album i love that song um a lot of great wordplay i was telling mikey right before we started the podcast um he has this one line where he's talking about the baseball coach uh, killing the gopher with a baseball bat and he said um the coach is on the diamond with 27 inches of aluminum behind um dragon behind him and i just love that use of language i I just think something like that is so beautiful to be able to say exactly what you're saying no metaphor no analogy but just say it in the most creative and uh well-structured possible way yeah geez and i said it was out there it doesn't even seem out there so it's really just in there, <laughs> to be honest. That's some real shit. Yeah, it's a good song. Thing. Well, anyways, thank you for tuning into this week's episode. <laughs> Please follow us on our social medias. I am at Mikey LG, M I K E Y L G, on Instagram. And I am at the Colossus of Clout on Instagram and our Instagram for this podcast and my other podcast, the Shock Therapy Podcast, which comes out every Tuesday, the day before this one. The Instagram page is at RVA Podcast Collective, R Retro V Virginia A Asshole Podcast Collective. (laughs) And that's also our YouTube, which content is being up there. I don't know when Carson's going to post those uh, rap reviews, but... He better do that soon because I'm getting. I just got a new camera. I just got a new camera. So they're coming soon. Oh, okay. Alrighty, everybody. Well, thank you so much for watching. I hope you all have a great week and I hope you all stay positive, stay happy, stay smiling, or just feel your feelings however they are right now. But take care. 
Love you guys. Yep. Steps up to the plate. Little brother, Good little shit. league. 87, he was eight. Rookie season for the skinny slugger. Newly at a T-ball. Pit against the pitcher with a ripper. You can eat off. Church dinner. Grip alone's run a third first. Granny yelling, go Cubs. No zinner word search. See milfs like apes on a monolithic bleacher. In an advocating war and peace and little sport and leisure. Hi, Peggy. I was 10, chewing on a sweet tart. Little brother left field. Queens guard. Mean arm, knees bent. Two out, two on bags. When I caught him staring down at something moving through the grass. Hold up. Tag runner and a hole. Cast rotate, not before he could identify the culprit. Granny yelling, go Cubs. Graham yelling, go fur. New left fielder, give a fuck about a homer. Got a homie, little rodent, head and shoulders out of supple. No baseball in the bubble. Ruh roh, parents started adorable. The players followed suit, and he's crawling to a close. Head coach, not amused. Coach seeing red. Coach on the diamond, dragging 27 inches of aluminum behind him when he transfers third. The family's turned nervous. The following is a transcript. The man burst vermin. Here we go. Man stands out by a hole. Pest pops up to patrol. Man plays live whack-a-mole in a scene that would try every childish adult. Whoa. Poor boy with a ball mitt thrown over the fence. Coach at the bench. Both teams lose. Good game, good game. Granny yelling, go Cubs. Cubs ain't playing. My little brother was a funny dude. A lot of funny shit happened to him. My other brother pretty funny too. Ain't seen him in a minute though. Big brother, big idea, 9016. Noi button T, plaid flannel, late an adolescent art kid. Tony Hawk hair, skinny puppy denim, and a record player vomiting alien sex fiend. Peel sessions in a Christian home for field testing. It's real youth in a palm of your hand when your mom thinks Satan is involved in a band. We were buried in the village voice, checking it was playing where. Pulled his head up out the paper, pushing out a single tear. Five words like a beacon, a light, and a mist. Ministry live at the Ritz, it was Christ is risen a Christ. Three loves, two fish. Miracle of mechanized loops on two inch Coming to a theater, he would be there in the flesh Moms didn't say no, but she didn't say yes Cop tickets, side of plot tickets Countdown, an ultimate concert experience Mom's still worrying, why are they called ministry? Are they a cult? Maybe she would probably investigate What a mag with an outer concern of you Read a couple sentences, glanced at a picture two or three That's all, no fair trial Simply you will not be going to the show and that's final what occurred next with a top of the lungs of a son who unjustly had lost what he loved In a moment that would transcend anger to high art said This is something I am willing to die for Can you even imagine a death in a band from industrial fandom? Anyway, nobody count, no concert and Chris kicked rocks in his mismatched converse My older brother is a funny dude A lot of funny shit happened to him We hadn't spoken in a couple moans I called him last night, how you doing? Three.